0: Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me, as always,
1: is my mom. Hi, Mom. How's it going? It's going really well, Ellen. Really well. My neighbors are mowing their lawn. I hope that's not coming through on (laughs) everything. We'll we'll find out, I guess, when I edit. Um, Speaking of of which, I have to apologize for my janky mic last podcast, because my mic had come unplugged, and I plugged it back in, but it had defaulted to my computer mic and we know i never got it switched over so my apologies for the janky sound last time yeah hopefully we sound better this time well so you don't sound good except
0: i don't sound good (laughs) you guys i'm sick once again are you so shocked i am because i'm sick and tired of being sick well it's because you've been you haven't been resting well you need to rest true it's true um so today we are going to be talking about moon called by patricia briggs but first Mom, what would you
1: rather be between a werewolf, a vampire, a walker, or a fae? Well, like in this book, I'd rather be a vampire. I mean, I'd rather be a werewolf because the vampires were pretty awful in this book. Um, But in different books, I would want to be different things.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean... And in this book, and most other books, the the men to women ratio is
1: really in our favor. If you're yeah, a werewolf, and the men are usually like, whoo, smoking, <laughs> huge, alpha, nice. <laughs> um, I liked her though. I liked the Walker. You know. Yeah. Well, I think there's more to her than we've seen in this book. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. And the fay would also depend on what kind of fay. I mean, what. What are you, because there's lots of different fays that do lots of different things, so. Yes. Yeah, so. I mean, I guess she's technically a fae, kind of.
0: Sort of, but not really, at least within the way things are described in the book, but. We're going to talk more about all of that and more as we get into our discussion on Moon Called, but first we need to take a quick break for some business, so come right back. Hi Yomos, this is Ellen, I'm coming to you with a new book that is out now, and it sounds like it is going to be hitting a lot of my happy buttons, and I think it will for a lot of you as well. The book is called Owner of a Broken Heart sharice hodges you guys know i have to sing and it is going to be the first book in her new richardson sisters series sharice hodges brings her signature sexy style to a charming new series about sisters who own a historic b&b in charleston adorable for the four very different richardson sisters continuing their family's renowned bed and breakfast legacy is already a formidable job but unexpected desire will challenge them in ways they never imagined This first book focuses on sports writer Nina Richardson as she had the perfect life away from her family's famous shadow, but a social media blow up and a rejection by her boyfriend brought her back to their peaceful Charleston, South Carolina B&B to figure out what went wrong. So there's no way she's going to trust the crazy hot sparks flying between her and handsome new employee, Clinton Jefferson. It's just reckless rip his clothes off one night and forget it lust, right? What do we think? Of course not. Fresh from working for the Richardson's biggest rival, Clinton wants to show his modernization ideas aren't sabotage or a gimmick. Getting involved with the rebellious Nina means trouble for sure, but he can't resist showing this stubborn, fiery woman how she should be loved. But false accusations and Nina's returned ex shake their passion and fragile trust to the core. Now, between cascading obstacles and conflicting loyalties, can Clinton and Nina untangle what they really want in time? What do we think? I bet they find a way. Anyway, I hope you guys take the time to check this one out, as I will be doing, and uh, we can all report back to each other on on what we think. Hope you guys check it out. Bye. We are back. Uh, Mom, we are talking about Moon Called by Patricia Briggs. It is the first book in her Mercy Thompson series. The 12th book. 12th uh Smoke bitten comes out March tenth of this year. So
1: catch well, I don't want to give too I don't want to give too much away because I had originally thought, wow, I'd like to read more books in this series. And then I was like, twelve, we're on book twelve? I can't read twelve effing books. Yeah, that's that's that's
0: a lot. Especially with our reading schedule. There's yes. it's hard enough to squeeze yes. one or two extra books in there. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay. So. Um, oh, I should say this, too. This is t- super tangential. Um, but I did go to Disneyland this past week, um,
1: which I think is part of why I'm sick. Eh? Yeah, that's what I was saying, is you haven't been, like, taking care of yourself because you've been out playing all week. Yeah. Um, it was
0: a lot of fun, though. I had a gale time. Um I am a huge Star Wars nerd and so Galaxy's Edge was amazing. I built my own lightsaber for an exorbitant amount of money, but worth it,
1: I will say. Um especially if you're ever attacked by the First Order. I am going to be you locked are and loaded. Ready. <laughs>
0: Um I got to ride the new ride uh two times, The Rise of the Resistance, and it is amazing, especially as said Star Wars nerd. Um and yeah, it was a a great time. Um but I will say so with this book, I basically had I might have made the the man friend listen with me. Um while we were driving back from California and so I listened to a good portion of of this book and that's how I got my reading in on this one which we've talked about before. I don't really like to listen to the books that we do on the podcast because it's harder to like take notes and and things like that especially since I was driving while while listening to it. So, um but all of that is the long way of saying I have the book back cover description this week.
1: <laughs> of course, you do.
0: <laughs> but um, okay. Uh, Mercedes Thompson, a.k.a. Mercy, is a talented Volkswagen mechanic living in the Tri-Cities area of Washington. She also happens to be a walker, a magical being with the power to shift into a coyote at will. Mercy's next-door neighbor is a werewolf. Her former boss is a gremlin, and she's fixing a bus for a vampire. This is the world of Mercy Thompson, one that looks a lot like ours but is populated by those things that go bump in the night. And Mercy's connection to those things is about to get her into some serious hot water so not much plot there but oh. intro to the book um
1: mom what did you think of moon Called? i really really liked this book i really like it there were a couple things you know that we'll talk about but um overall i really liked it and i would like to read more because this was just very um preamble yeah it was very much just a taste and i would like to to see more of what's going on in this world of theirs. Yeah. Um, I also really liked it. I don't think it's quite
0: a love and we'll get into some reasons that I think maybe it's not quite a love for me. Um, I also, like I said, listened to most of it and I can't decide if that made me like the book more or less because there is a lot of buildup and a lot of description and a lot of world building and things like that and i wonder if i would have gotten more or less bogged down by that if i were reading well, it, it as opposed to listening to it
1: well i read it yeah and it still was a little and that was one of the reasons it wasn't a love for me it still kind of was a bog down but um it, it definitely suffered from first book just. And, but these always do. Whenever we read one of these yeah. supernatural kind of books. Especially, yeah, especially because they have so much. Yeah,
0: like dark, dark lover. <laughs> dark lover. lover. We have um, to always, because it sounds like dark lover every time we say it. Dark lover. Dark lover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, they, they just, and, and I guess it's a necessary thing. And I think that's why I want to keep reading is because, okay, now I know what's going on. Now yeah. I want to get some more of the story. Um, so, yeah, I think I got bogged down. Because it wasn't just vampires and werewolves. There's the phase and there's the, you know, all the werewolf history and all the... Yeah. Uh, well,
0: and I, and I tend to think that there's even more creatures that we haven't even met yet. Right. And there's a lot of
1: subsections of these creatures that we haven't met yet and all exactly. of that. So... And then, you know, all the history of all the different werewolves and all the different packs and and who's in charge of each pack. And I mean, there was just a lot of of information being thrown Mm -hmm. at you in Mm -hmm. the very beginning. I almost wonder if it would have been better just to focus on like the werewolf packs this time and then gone into more of the phase later. But she did get that pretty cool sword thing. So, yes, she did. Um, I also haven't read an
0: urban fantasy or like urban paranormal in a while, and so I found it I found it to be like a fun diversion from some of the other stuff that we've been reading. Um, okay, Mom, what did you think of Mercy as our heroine?
1: Um, I loved Mercy, and um, I thought she was super badass. I thought she was um like super no nonsense. I love when she like had to go over to his house after it had he when he, he was in the midst of fighting with another werewolf and she just had to shoot the werewolf and take control and i just thought she was i mean even though we were getting her thoughts and we knew she was kind of scared to do some stuff she just kind of mm-hmm. would jump in and, and go for it and i liked that about her and mm-hmm. uh i like that she's a mechanic and not just a typical girl job and you know i don't know i really liked mercy i thought she was a fun character
0: yeah, and I mean and I think that's very crucial to the series because oh, it's literally the Mercy Thompson series and it's you spend 12 books with her. Um so yeah, I thought I thought she really delivered on giving you someone that you want to
1: spend maybe well, 12 books with. And they TBD teased on 12, but they teased to the fact that there's a lot more powers and things that she has that we that she, she doesn't even know about she doesn't yet. even know she has yeah she hasn't even scratched the surface on what her abilities are and that intrigues me and i would like to that's one of the reasons i want to read more i want to see how her character <laughs> develops over the rest of some of these books i don't know if i'll get all 12 read that's what i'm saying yeah i don't know if i get all 12 read but i would like to read at least a few more
0: yeah i i liked her a lot i liked you know she's this strong-willed woman in the midst of all these alpha werewolves right and she always is like standing her ground with them and you know like i'm not in your pack you cannot boss me around (laughs) that's right and um (laughs) but you know she was still um really sweet and you know like she cared a lot for mac who r.i.p and jesse and
1: uh kyle and warren and and that kind of stuff and i liked that she could switch into a coyote which you would think um big deal coyote but then she explains that she can't fight a werewolf but she can outrun a werewolf she's faster than a werewolf and uh so there were she
0: can she can change more at will than they can And, and she's So I liked that about her. A lot of nudity
1: involved in all that, which there there always is. (laughs) These werewolf books,
0: we didn't get much of in this book,
1: but I'm hoping that that you know (laughs) comes into play later. There's a lot of things we didn't get much of in this book that I'm hoping comes (laughs) into play more. (laughs) True, Um,
0: but yeah, I thought she was really great and uh, definitely the more intriguing part that makes me kind of want to read more of the series for sure. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. No, I really liked Mercy and I I just liked all this crazy, I mean, talk about a bonkers book. I mean, just crazy (laughs) stuff going on around her. And um, she's just like, you could just see her kind of rolling her eyes and sighing and like, okay, let's keep going. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like I was trying to figure out like how long,
0: like what is the span of time? Because Jesse is with the bad guys for, a Close long time.
1: Only, it's only a few days, though. Really, I mean, yeah. it's less than a week that the whole book takes place in. But yeah, that's kind of what I, I was. Pretty in, crazy. In the end of it all, I was
0: like, "How many days has this been? <laughs> like, <laughs> what exactly is going on here?" Um, okay, mom. Let's talk about the hero. Who is the hero <laughs> here,
1: mom? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I was at like ninety percent, and I was like. I'm still not sure who she's going to wind up with, but I don't know. Can we spoil it? And I think it's going to be Adam, and I think it is Adam because it's still kind of a triangle. We still don't know for sure, but I do think it's going to be Adam. I mean,
0: the end of the book is literally them, the
1: two guys squaring off on her porch, you know, while she kind of rolls (laughs) her eyes at, you know, and um, she's had a thing with Samuel before in the past. In the past and he came back and obviously came back because he I mean I guess he was really upset when she left the first time and um he's obviously coming back because he wants to be with her or by her or around her yeah. um but Adam definitely wants to hit that so definitely uh, <laughs> wants to <hit> that. <laughs> So I mean he's been playing it cool, so cool that she had no idea, but um, there were little <laughs> I think things. She in the- had I think she had an inkling, but I not- don't know. When who was it that said something about him having her picture in his bedroom? <laughs> and she's like, Well, don't have time to dwell on that, but we'll think about that later. <laughs> and Samuel's like, He has your picture in his bedroom and She's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's Adam.
0: I was telling mom when I was about halfway through this book that I I thought it was going to be Adam. I think Adam is more inherently Samuel. I think is more likable in like he's more charming than Adam. But some of I mean like the age difference, which I realize you can't really call age difference into account he's in these hundreds paranormal. of years old as opposed yeah. to like sixty years
1: old. Well, or- and
0: I think the thing that kind of. Uh, threw me off him a little bit, was that they started their relationship when she was 16. 16.
1: And I did not get the feeling that he was 16 in any way. I get the feeling he's the same age he is right now. Yeah. Which was hundreds of years old. (laughs) And he has children, like, who are grown Grown and gone. and and
0: dead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of off-putting, and so maybe that's part of why, you know, and Adam made his transition when he was, like, in the Vietnam War. So... That's not as bad, <laughs> um, but I think Adam's like stoicism and um, leadership qualities and things like that kind of make me feel like he's more of the the romance hero type, you know. And
1: his proximity is nice. I mean, yes. he's right there, and she gets along great with his daughter. And yeah. and 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 and.
0: Yeah, and they did. And they
1: did kiss
0: at the end of kiss. this book.
1: They did go on a date and kiss. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think all of that leads me to think that Adam is end game here.
1: But I I by the end of the book, I agreed. But I went through most of the book, not sure. Not sure. Yeah, no, I mean that's
0: definitely it's almost I don't like to use this as a comparison, but it is kind of almost twilighty in that <laughs> like She's obviously with this guy, but, like, there's also this other guy that's in the background that, like, maybe could still be a possibility, you know,
1: and... So, are we going to make Team Adam and Team Samuel shirts? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, we're both Team Adam, so...
0: Yeah, I like I like Adam better. Um, okay, Mom, what did you think of the world building here? We talked a bit about how there was a lot of it. There was. Um, what did you think of the quality of it and the magnitude of it, et cetera?
1: <laughs> well, like I was saying, I, I felt a bit overwhelmed in the beginning of all of this. And I don't know if they could have just gone with the story and then interspersed it with yeah. t- with world building, if that would have been helpful. But then I think the story would have bogged down somewhat because yeah. it was a pretty bonkers story. Um, <laughs> So I, I don't know what the... What to say to fix it, but it was a little overwhelming. Um, but like I said, now I really, now that I n- have it all in my brain, I really want to read some more of these books where I can not have to worry about the world building as much yeah. and just enjoy the story.
0: I do hope future books are a little more snappy than this one was because, um, like I said, I can't tell if listening to it made it better or worse. But listening to it, I would I would zone out a lot and yeah. be like. What are we doing now like what's what's going on here and um and so you know in some ways listening was maybe better because it was like all superfluous information anyway, but um not totally it might superfluous. be important at some point, yeah but but um yeah it's hard with it's hard with these paranormals and and the fantasies and stuff because they obviously do and you know, I think authors especially, they get this kind of like ownership. And I mean, like I've done this in my own writing with not fantasy and paranormal, but I have this, you know, picture in my head and I'm like, okay, now I need to... I need to make
1: sure everyone understands what I have in my head.
0: Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) it's not completely necessary, you know? And, And I think that as writers, we tend to get yeah a little bit possessive of our little world and we want to make sure that everything but then with this i mean there is a lot to s- explain you know right. and she's got a lot of lore and things like that which i mean god bless her i mean, she she's come up with all this made up lore for this made up world and you know she wants to explain it all and and i get that absolutely but it is as a reader it can sometimes get a bit
1: dense. Well, and that's why I'm hoping in the other books it won't be as big of an issue. But um but I did overall I really enjoyed the book. I, that that is my one quibble is that it was a, just a bit daunting to take in all this information. But yeah. And I did um like
0: we're saying it was a lot to read, but I like I said I liked the quality of the world building like yeah. um the detail that she does put into it is
1: interesting if not a lot but and it's- I think the the storyline itself like the action in the book moved along pretty quickly um it wasn't a long book it was only about 250 60 pages but um uh, it just kind of would bog down and I guess it was all the stuff about the fae and the and the fae like coming out, I don't know how else you'd say it, but the yeah, you know the the world knowing about the Fae and how that, and I think that's probably very really important because it it affects Plays how a part the werewolves, in the actual
0: story, yeah, yeah,
1: the werewolves and the vampires coming out, and um, so, but that's kind of where I got bogged down is in all that, mm-hmm. p- the politics and the whole thing about the Fae and all of that.
0: Well, and I'll be honest, I was because I was needing to finish the book, I was skimming a lot towards the end. <laughs> There's also just a lot of like a lot of description of just action. You know, we've talked before about how like I'm I'm a dialogue girl. I liked <laughs> I like heavy yeah. dialogue as opposed to like heavy exposition, and there this
1: one had a lot of I mean, like I was reading that ending, you know, breaking well, there's a lot, Adam. And, especially towards the end, there's a lot of action without a lot of dialogue because they're trying to sneak around. They're trying to be quiet. Yeah. And, uh, and I was maybe skimming through
0: a lot of that kind of stuff because oh, I was oh, like, no. I get it. They're escaping. Now there's someone there. <laughs> um, you're okay. the worst. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Well, I had someone
1: breathing down my neck about needing to finish the book. Oh. So. And you had someone breathing down your neck. Period. So, uh, (laughs) anyway. Um, Okay, what did
0: you think about, let's talk, we've touched on it, but the overarching story here that takes place. And kind of, I think, I mean, kind of like a mystery as to... Who's taken Jesse, who's killed Mac, and kind of what the power play here is. There's obviously someone who's
1: double-crossed Adam and who's double-crossed Adam. And and I'm not even sure we've unraveled all of it yet. Well, because there's
0: not really anybody that double-crossed Adam. It's more someone who double-crossed
1: Bran and Samuel's family, right? Well, sort of, but there is someone in um Adams pack pack who double crosses him. But it wasn't really anyone we knew. And yeah. um Yeah. So there's that. But yeah, there was a lot of crazy stuff going on and a lot of reveals and But anyway, it was I thought, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun story. It was a good action-packed uh, get all the information out, kind of story, and um, then also it was a way for the end where Mercy is like taking in the magic, and mm-hmm. you know she's obviously got some powers there that I don't even know she knew she had, mm-hmm. and um, protecting everybody by like soaking in this magic or absorbing it or whatever happens. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how it plays out, but um, <laughs> I thought it was fun. I I liked the story. That's really what. I liked most about it and I had fun, but you know me, I like that kind of, you know, the romance I I know is coming and, you know, was there, touched on, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I liked the story. I thought it was a fun read.
0: Yeah. And, um, I, I liked kind of, you know. As much as it introduced a lot of lore that we needed to get through, I liked kind of having to, you know, make a stop with the vampires and get information from the vampires. Yeah. Make a stop with the witches, get some information from the witches. Make a stop with Z and, you know, get some information from him and and kind of, you know, having to incorporate all these different people and lots of side characters. There was yeah. um, a lot of fun side characters in this one. Um and yeah, and so there were a
1: lot of freaking people to keep track and worse. In fact, even when she mentioned who the ultimate bad guy was, I was like, wait was a like, minute. Who who is he again? <laughs> I had to <laughs> yeah like remind myself who he was and, well, and-
0: especially having listened to like the first sixty percent and then reading, I was so I hadn't accustomed myself to like seeing See, these seeing names. The names. And so I was like, oh, "Who was that again?" <laughs> and um, and so yeah, that that made for a lot of people to keep track of in my head. But um, okay, we've kind of touched on this a bit too. But um, as I mentioned, this is the first book in a so far twelve book series. How much do you think this book
1: suffered from first bookitis? Uh, yeah. Um, that, that's I think where that's, it suffered, I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I was say, I think that's the only thing it suffered from. Um, but I, like I said, I'm not sure how you get around that. Yeah. And even, like I remember reading, you know, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which I loved, and getting bogged down in the first book with all the, you know, history of the elves and history of the rings and all that kind of stuff. So th- I don't know how you write a it, book with all yeah. this lore, lore without – um without having first bookitis. I mean, I, I think you have to have a jumping off point. Yeah.
0: I wish, yeah. And I think some people, she does a good job, I think, as good as you possibly can do. You need to ha- intersperse it through, you know, action to kind of keep the attention. You don't just uh-huh. want to, you know, tell everything as opposed to show everything, you know. Um, I think maybe there could have been a bit more, show rather than tell in this book,
1: but I don't but I don't know. That's I know that that's easier said than done. And it um, would require multiple stories to show everything that needed to be showed, I think. So
0: yeah. Um okay, let's talk about sex, baby, and how well, there's none, baby. This will be a short discussion. <laughs> well, romance is very much secondary, if not like tertiary
1: in this book if not doesn't show up at all in this yeah book. um yeah. actually once she went on the date with adam and you could see that adam was interested then i got thinking back on little things that happened in the story and i was like oh okay oh,
0: no. I, I was picking up on adam way early on because <laughs> well, you were
1: listening and i was reading i don't know but um or or because I look for romance in any well, tiny I know interaction was, between men and women. I knew he was women. interested in her. I mean, obviously, I knew he was interested in her. But I wasn't um, picking up on the, the nuances until I was like, oh, okay. So it's going to be Adam. Because I really thought they were going to push Sam- – for a while there, I really thought it was going to be Samuel. It's going to be the second chance romance. Um, oh, no, I never got that. Okay. Uh, but anyway uh, – yeah, it's that's and that's another. It's kind of it remind me a little bit of the spotless series where that first book is like, What we're not even going to get sex out of these two, and then you know, <laughs> and then you didn't get sex for like another three months, multiple books. books. <laughs> it's like finally these two are hitting it. Um, so and and I have a feeling this series might be similar to that because yeah. I don't, she doesn't seem like the type that's just gonna, you know, well, and so
0: they kiss at the end, and that's it, that's it. Um, I don't know. Well, okay, let's, let's do this. What was your swooniest moment?
1: Well... If you have one. I had have... a hard time, to be honest. But one part that I thought was super cute was... I can't even remember what was going on, but he was in her van, and he was a wolf, and he was mad about something. I can't remember. There was mm-hmm. something that had set him off and made him, like, go berserk. Mm-hmm. And she had turned into a coyote and was trying to show how she was submissive. So she'd laid on her back and she was showing him her belly. And Mm. he was like at her throat ready. All he had to do was chomp down and he was going to, and he could kill her. No problem. And then he finally calms down and he just nips her nose. (laughs) Was that Adam or Samuel?
0: It was Adam. Okay. Um, yeah, I,
1: I hope it, I think it is Adam. Oh, yeah. you know what? Maybe it was Samuel. I think that was Samuel. After the vampires. Yeah. Well, that I thought that was cute. Um, but my favorite Adam moment was probably with the picture when, when she found out that he had her picture yes, in a bedroom. Sure. She's like, I think I'm going to have to revisit this later. There's a
0: lot of little, little small things of him just showing some concern for her and, like, no, you're not going – you're not going to be the one that goes in there and, you know, does yeah. this. And she's like, yes, I am. And so just stuff
1: like that where it's like, okay, okay, <laughs> I see you. And, um, well, and the whole play on him being an alpha and just really wanting to dominate and her being like, yeah, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to do yeah. what I want. And yeah. that's a fun play. And, you know, it makes me think of the last book we did, The Chocolate Thief where mm-hmm. he was trying to be dominant, and she was just like, yes, I, I'll do what you say, and that bugged us. So mm-hmm. I really like Mercy, where she's like, um, he's like, you need to do this, because I'm the alpha, and I'm. she's like, yeah, but I'm not your pack, and I'm not going to do what you say, so I'm going to do what I want. So, yeah, um, I also liked that. And
0: um, he was also like, he really brought out the like flirty, banter and like flirty interactions on their date and i was like okay all right i see you adam yeah their date
1: was cute and and i thought it was super cute how it was supposed to be him and her and and jesse and then jesse backs out at the last minute she says you guys just go
0: well i saw that coming when jesse came and was like hey we want to take you out to dinner i was like well jesse is gonna pull out of this (laughs) date i
1: think so that was cute
0: yeah um yeah, and I I am interested to you know potentially read more of these because I would like to see more of of that that we got like a small taste of um, towards the end of the book. So um, okay, let's hear what some of the listeners thought, shall we? Absolutely. Singular male listener Jason said, "I thought the book was okay, but I thought it might lead to a good series, and I will read the next book in the series." Yeah, I think. That's also it's like this doesn't even feel like a complete book because right. we know that there's well, still so, so much to come.
1: It left so many things hanging and so yeah. much out there. And it's like, okay. So you know, when we talk about first book it definitely had that. And I see where Jason's coming from because I I see the potential there that I really think would be good. Yeah.
0: Mallory says um, paranormal romance and urban fantasy are my favorite subgenres of romance, but I wasn't a big fan of this one. I read it a few years ago after seeing all the glowing reviews on Goodreads, so maybe my expectations were too high. I remember thinking it was so slow. There was so much world building and pack politics that the mystery took a back seat to the actual plot. She seemed to describe everything in excruciating detail. I appreciate good descriptions, but if there are too many, I get bored. I wasn't in love with any of the characters. They all felt flat to me. I was told she was scared or conflicted, but I didn't feel it, like I, it wasn't believable. I don't know. It's not written badly. Maybe it's just first book-itis and m- the rest of the series picks up. So many people are crazy about this series, and I wish I could see what they see, because I love urban fantasy. It just never hooked me enough to continue the series. I hope that doesn't come off harsh. It was written well. It just wasn't for me. Well, so that's interesting that... Mallory, who's such a huge fan of these subgenres, feels like this one was worse than others yeah. because um, because yeah, it, there is a lot of a lot of description in this one. Well,
1: and in her defense, we don't have a lot of experience with this particular subgenre. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's not as great as some others, but I
0: don't, I enjoyed it. Yeah um natalie says upon rereading this book i realized that it's not super romancy and is more urban fantasy slash paranormal with romantic elements it's not my favorite of the series and i do think this book suffers a bit from first book um and is a little exposition heavy regardless i really love this series i love that mercy is a mechanic i think i've only read about one other female mechanic um, there's one in Penny Reid. I don't know if that's who she's referring to. Uh, <laughs> it's also interesting to me that she is religious and goes to church because that's something that's brought, that's brought up. That's not something that's brought up a lot in romance, at least that I've read. It's also a refreshing setting for me in that it's not a big city like New York, but also not a charming idyllic small town. I also feel like how solid Mercy's romantic relationship becomes throughout the series. And while I don't always mind that mates are usually faded in paranormal romance, I appreciate that they aren't faded in this book and that people's choices matter. Yeah, that's a good point. Um she says throughout the series I appreciate that there are stakes haha ha, unintentional vampire pun uh big moments aren't just forgotten or reset but the characters actually have to deal with consequences of certain actions and events in a genre that too often seems over um overly melodramatic i find this series really refreshing and how grounded it feels werewolves and vampires and witches aside i feel like these characters could be real people if real people shapeshifted and i'm happy <laughs> happily still reading currently on the eighth book wow, wow. Um yeah, I, so that's kind of interesting to have those two reviews. I do like
1: that she mentioned this cuz we when we've read other supernatural paranormal whatever uh-huh. um that whole once they see them they have to be together kind of uh-huh. thing, you know, I have to have this girl. I can't have, you know, her scent. Well,
0: that's the entire um the entire Fated Mates series by uh, Ilona Andrews. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Um, is, no, that's not. Cressley Cole. Oh my gosh, I'm spacing. Uh, that entire Fated Mates is that. Like every book is, they are destined to be with one person. And as soon as they find that person, they become like hungry for that person.
1: Yeah. So I like that about this book where there's not really that element in that's it. fun to
0: read in its own way but yeah i agree well
1: because it's not real life real life is not like that i don't yeah feel like i could have married a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> jury's still out and out on if yeah. made the right decision it's only been 35 years i could still change my mind <laughs> um patricia said this was my
0: first urban fantasy and maybe it's just me but it was a lot of work to keep everyone their alternate form and coloring their alliances and even the action straight i still don't understand the answer to the question posed at 94 percent what does this have to do with adam <laughs> yeah i uh, kind of agree with that obviously mercy is a badass and adam and samuel samuel can't help being attracted to her but i wouldn't call this story a romance maybe there will be more in later in the series I think the answer to that is yes, there will be more <laughs> later in the series. Because um, I've read I've read other series that are like this where, you know, or whether it's a mystery series or something like that, and even Spotless is kind of like that. You get the hint of romance at the end of the first book, and then, you know, that is the couple that you kind of grow with along with the series, you know?
1: Well, the other series I'm reading, the um – curious beginning i can't remember yeah the The deanna Deanna rayburn rayburn series um it's the same way where these two like they haven't hit it yet and i'm i'm three or four books in and i'm like come on already (laughs) romance has spoiled us yes
0: Cassie says, urban fantasy is one of my least favorite subgenres, so maybe it was just me, but I thought this book was boring. I'm also not one to stay interested enough to follow the same characters through a whole long series, so this series probably isn't for me i thought there was a lot of exposition slash information dumping happening it seemed to suffer from first book syndrome unfortunately it wasn't interesting enough for me to want to continue the series also the romance aspect of the story was severely lacking i will say i could have used like a healthy dose more of that but um no i totally get whatever but and i'm glad to know that like It's not my stupid brain who likes dialogue more than exposition. Who is also just like, ugh, so much of this in this book. Um, Yeah, Uh, Aaron said, you know,
1: it's a um, personal preference thing too. I mean, some people just don't like this kind of stuff.
0: Aaron said, this wasn't the romance that I thought it was going to be, but it was an interesting book. The author did an excellent job building her world without getting clunky or boring. I enjoyed all the characters and felt there was good development, even with there being so many. The mystery progressed at a good pace, although I had to remind myself every so often how short a time this book took place over because every once in a while I wondered where the urgency was to get the girl. (laughs) The whole time I compared it to the Stephanie Plum series, Only Paranormal, so I can see myself reading on, but not sure that I will get to the end if the love triangle goes on and on and on. Um... Yeah, I mean, they better freaking get together within a few books or so. I did, I'll give know, sp- them four.
1: Speaking of them saving his daughter and, you know, you wanted it to hurry and happen. Mm-hmm. Um, when they went to save her and when she'd come back and she had the slap on her face and, and Mercy's like, uh, did he do that to you? And, and she's like, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then when they left and... <gasps> Mercy's like, this guy needs to die. (laughs) (laughs) This one, here. Do it. I understand that you want to keep some of them alive because you want to question them. This guy needs to die. (laughs) (laughs) I'll explain it later, but you will agree with me.
0: Yeah. Um, and then finally, Catherine says, this is one of my favorite authors. I have bought all the books in the series and have reread multiple times. It starts off slow, but gets better as the books continue. So that's good to know. After book three, things get even better. The second series takes place parallel to this one and explains the world even more. I recommend this for anyone who is into paranormal or fantasy with great world building. So that's good to know. Yeah. And that's, yeah, from someone who's read more of the books.
1: Um... Mom, any final thoughts on Moon Cold? There was someone, I think it was a comment on Twitter maybe or Instagram. I can't remember. Oh, but yeah. all they, they mentioned that the cover, that's not what Mercy should look like. And I get that because the cover makes her look super sensuous and sexy. And I don't yeah. think that's not the vibe I got from her. She seemed like more of a t-shirt and jeans kind of girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then the midriff revealing
0: Le- think, tight leather pants. Yeah, and- but I
1: think they wanted to show us the tattoo, and that's one of the reasons that they yeah. used that picture for the cover. But I get what she was saying. That yeah, it's not. That's not what I had pictured when I was picturing Mercy. Yeah. The, unless and she mom, gets. Mom that is way our more. our resident cover. Expert. I am the cover police. That is <laughs> that is me.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I am, like I said, I really liked on this one. Um, I would be interested to read more. We'll see if slash
1: when that happens. Um, but this is, yeah. She's going to let me read more and let her know if yeah. it's worth it.
0: <laughs> um, and maybe I'll listen to more of the series. There you go. Do it that way. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Moon Called by Patricia Briggs. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is at not your which is not your mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at not your mom's rom, or you can email us at not your mom's book club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On February twenty fourth, we will be discussing My Fake Rake by Eva Lee, and as a Super awesome special bonus. We'll be talking to Kathy Maxwell about her upcoming book, His Secret Mistress. So make sure to stay tuned for that one. And you um, might
1: want to read it if you have a chance. Before. Well, oh, it's not out right. yet. It's not out yet.
0: Yeah. Never mind. Um, remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Not your mom's romance book club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media/podcasts.